Hello. It's the Off Off Menu Podcast Podcast. Hello to everyone. Um, slightly different introduction there, I think, John, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was good though. It was, uh, there was there was no build up either. No, um, you went straight into it. No, um, usually, usually before the start, we go right. Are we ready to start? And then um, you might ask if if I want to do it, and I go, no, no, you, you do it. Yeah. And then then you'll go hello. Um, but um, no, you. We were just talking. There was a couple of seconds of silence. Yeah. And, and you went straight into it, but I liked it. It was yeah. very good. Uh, so I was, I was just trying a different thing, I guess, maybe, I don't know. Uh, hopefully the energy's kept people on. If people are switched off already, then, I mean, that's pretty poor going for them. Well, yeah, that's, you know, um, really poor effort, and um, and they're going to miss a good episode. They are. Because we're going to go through the menu of uh, Victoria Cora Mitchell this week, Dan. Oh, yes, we are, and that was a beautiful segue. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, this this is a classic episode. This is probably up there with maybe the most memorable episode. I think not just personally speaking, but I think generally speaking, people you know people since have referred to this episode. Yeah. Um. In in their recordings of the of the podcast. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty it's pretty special. Um, yes, yeah, it's, 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 I really enjoyed listening back to it actually, and it's one of those that I probably could go back to and mm. uh, listen to. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very good, very good. But going into this menu, I remember listening to this the first time and thinking, oh, she's obviously going to have quite a highbrow menu. Yeah, as I think probably everyone thought she would. Um, but yeah, it, it just shows you, doesn't it, really, that clever people aren't always. Right. Well, it's not even that though. It's because I think because her brother's Giles Corrin, who's like a renowned food critic, <laughs> and it was yeah, just yeah. like, well, they probably got similar sort of like background and tastes and stuff like that, and you know, she's gonna probably yeah. pick stuff that is at least like restaurant. It's, there's gonna be no chains on there. Um, it's gonna mm-hmm. be like kind of like posher restaurants and sort of like you know taster <laughs> menus and that that kind of thing, but. Um, yeah. Yes, how wrong we all were. Yeah, I think it's yeah. quite nice though because um, you get a real insight into her personality as well. Yeah, which is quite good. Yeah, um, and and also um, her family life as well. Mm-hmm. I think you get a nice insight into that. Um, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But before we start, should we do a little bit of food news? Let's do food news. Food news, yum, 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 food news. So this week, um, my food news, Dan, is that uh, Tia Maria are releasing a matcha green tea cream flavour um, this summer. Okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Tia Maria, and it's just like milk, isn't it, really? that's. Isn't it? Tia Maria's the coffee liqueur, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's not Bailey's. Bailey's is like the creamy yeah. rubbish, isn't it? Whoa, 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 Tim... whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be saying, why, why is it creamy rubbish? Actually, well, it's okay. I, I, no no one really likes it, do they? People like a little sip and they go, oh, it's creamy. But no one's like necking it, right? We're not meant to neck it. It's like a, it's a sipping drink. Yeah. 
And also, if you jump away, if you jump ahead to the drink on this menu, I don't know how you feel about that yet, but that is one of the main ingredients is um, Bailey's. <laughs> yeah, true. No, I don't. I, I don't mind Bailey's, but it isn't as nice as everyone says, is it? Really, it's just cream. I mean, it's alcoholic cream. Is no one like dubious that it's like cream, but it's in a bottle, and most most bottles of Bailey's have been in someone's cupboard for about four years. Yeah, yeah, but it's how the, is that still how is that still fresh? It's the sugar content and the alcohol. Right. Okay. But um, I remember we went. I mean, you probably won't remember this. You were probably very young. Uh, we went on holiday mm-hmm. to Wales one year. Mm-hmm. And um, it was for Christmas, and right. on Christmas Eve I was given some Baileys, and uh, and then because of that I was sick on Christmas Day. Oh. Yeah. How old were you? I don't know. I was probably about like ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just seemed like milkshake to me. What do you think to a matcha green tea flavour then of tea, Maria? I mean. Oh, I don't really know about matcha green tea. Mm-hmm. I know we, we've had it in dessert form, Shack yeah. for you, and that's quite nice. Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've got some matcha green tea sachets which I brought from the supermarket like about three years ago, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yet to try one. I just don't know whether if, uh, I, if okay. I ever get in the mood for it. It's a matcha green yeah. tea latte thing, and I was just ah. Uh, I don't know. See, I, th- I think that could be nice. I think that could be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, have you um, had the matcha green tea Kit Kat? No, but I've 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 seen it and I'd I'd, I'd probably try it. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, it's a little weird. Okay. And I think that kind of okay. puts me off. Um, but I guess, I guess that probably be okay. Yeah. I mean, but I think Matt. Matcha green tea is like the in flavor at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, um, a lot of people use it in baking and stuff like that, and yeah, um, yeah. it's very trendy. Yes, but um, yeah, but my kind of thoughts were if it was anything like the soft serve ice cream from Shack for You, then it will be delicious. Yeah, so it'd be like that, but alcoholic, won't it? Yeah, in which case that I think that will taste amazing because the the soft serve yeah. from Shaq Foyer is is so good. Well, I think yeah, I think that's pretty. Yeah, that's well done for them. Um, thinking yeah. outside the box, Tia Maria. Yeah, um, well done, well done, Tia. <laughs> yeah, is it Tia or Maria? Or are they two people? Um, the two people, I think. Yeah. Yes, fair enough. But I presume it's it's something that Tia would come up with, not Maria. Yeah. That's why Maria, Maria is the kind of person's like, no, let's not mess with it. Let's just keep it, you know. No, just everyone likes the classics. We shouldn't mess yeah. with the classics. But Tia... and tears going, hang on though. Let's keep up with the times, man. Yeah, I, I think she would say that, and I think she's probably got a nose ring, and has like, um, like dreadlocks, <laughs> and like wears kind of yeah, like yeah, coloured yeah. ribbons in her hair, and. Um, yeah. Like she got the idea for green tea matcha tea Maria when she went travelling. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Maria stayed at home and she was like, Oh, I don't know, I think we should just stick with the original brand. And she's like, No, no Maria. 
no, my name's first. <laughs> so I get the... <laughs> I'm the controlling party in this business. So yeah. screw you, we're doing it. Um, but um, Tear is really upset that they continue to use cow's milk oh, yeah. in the recipe. Do they, have they not... Because Bailey's, have they not done like an almond milk version of Bailey's? I'm pretty sure they have, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. Bailey's have done a, a lactose-free one. And that's that's Tears' biggest gripe is yeah. is that they continue to use milk. Do you think Maria said we can either have green tea match a flavour, or we can do it an almond milk version? And Tear was kind of like, yeah, but not conflicted. Yeah. Like, oh, do I follow my dream or do I uh, stay true to um, not using cow's milk? Uh, yeah, I think it was a real battle for Tear while Maria was adamant that trying to do two new fa flavours would just be confusing. Yeah. And to be fair to Maria, I think that's wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so too, but I don't like her anymore no. because of that. I think she's... A lot of the time, Maria is painted as the criminal, like the, the bad person, <laughs> when I think she's just sensible. And I think yeah. time, will, yeah, well, time will tell when I think... Tia tries to push things too far and the board will have her voted out and then well, it'll just be called Maria. Well, there's already talk of it, though, because Tia's already put the idea about of using her own breast milk um, <laughs> as, as the as the the milk the milk variant and Maria's, Maria's got her head screwed on a bit more and said there isn't a market yeah. for that, but Tia's probably done too many too many acids <laughs> In her travels, and is and is quite adamant that the way forward is using uh, breast milk. Yeah, is it her? So that's that's where that that's where you know Tia falls down, and Maria really you know shines through. And I think she wants to use only her breast milk as well. And like Maria said, yeah, it's not it's not sustainable, Tia, because the amount yeah. of Tia Maria that we produce, you would need to be milked <laughs> constantly, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and that. That's, yeah. that no human can endure that, and even then there wouldn't be enough milk. But yeah, yeah. But uh, Tia's kind of a little bit arrogant, and she's like, "Oh, you don't know how much milk I can do." So, Dan, your food news? Um, my food news. Um, it's not. Um, it's well, it's new news to me. Um, it's fresh uh -huh. off the press this morning. Um, and that is well, my wife made. Um, some biscuits earlier today, um, Biscoff spread yeah. filled cookies, um, nice. which um, to make them, she had to freeze balls of Biscoff spread in the freezer. <laughs> and I asked, her, okay. I asked her to do an extra one for me because I wanted to see what yeah. um, frozen Biscoff spread was like. Because I, I thought it would be okay. kind of become really hard and a bit chewy and then would start to melt in your mouth as you ate it. Right, which I yeah, thought would yeah. be delicious, and uh, that's exactly what happened. Um, was it good? Yeah, yeah, that is the way forward. Oh man, um, oh man, frozen biscoff spread, just like dollop it off a spoon onto a, a tray or whatever. Or I guess yeah. you could probably just put a, 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 a jar of it in the, the freezer for a few hours, and then, um, yeah. That is the business. It gets all thick and hard, but it's still a bit malleable, and you can just uh, <clears throat> chew on that. It's like a, a Biscoff toffee. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And oh yeah. Oh nice. Pretty good. Oh man. That would be the next thing that they do is Biscoff toffees, maybe. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. That would be good. Dan, what do you intend to do with your excrement? What? <laughs> For anyone, you have to probably backfill. <laughs> you have to bear... Well, there might no. be people tuning in just because they're fans of Victoria, Corin, Mitchell, and all of a sudden oh, they're yeah, hearing sure, that yeah. you're asking me what I'm going to do with my excrement just out of the blue. Do you, uh, do you want to explain yeah. as you've brought that into it? Well, there's just a previous episode where we talk about... I can't even remember what we were talking about, but basically we were talking about... We got onto the idea that um, a Bake Off technical challenge, a good idea would be for Paul Hollywood to, to, to eat a load of Biscoff spread and then shit it out, and then, um, and then that's the technical. And we got into quite a lot of detail regarding that. Um, and it's carried through a couple of episodes since yeah. um, but as soon as you mentioned the Biscoff spread and you said to your wife hang on can you save me a little yeah. bit I was I, I automatically thought that you were going to say so <laughs> I ate it and then I shat it back out and I ate the shit and it tasted like Biscoff no because there's only a tiny amount of Biscoff and um, okay. I've had other things um, since then <laughs> I mean if you want I can post you my shit um, no. And you can test it for yourself. No, that's um, no, okay. Don't don't worry about that. Yeah, okay. Um, no, it wasn't enough Biscoff. I think we um, said for that we'd have to eat bis Biscoffs and biscuits um, for like a forty-hour yep. period to to cleanse your system out, yep. and then it would come out as pure Biscoff. Okay, well that's good food news. I think I'll uh, I'm gonna try that. Yeah, I think that's a good good new way of consuming biscoff yeah definitely or bis and biscoff spread I think we're quite good on like, oh, like on it. a summer's day especially you could I mean you could like mm. probably make a you need to get those like ice lolly moulds can't you you could probably do that yeah um, oh, oh yeah. I mean come on we could, this is like you could make a new magnum a biscoff lollipop yeah covered in chocolate oh god and there we go Cool, so the secret ingredient for this week is quail's eggs, um, which I'm on board with James Ned. I, I can't really think of I've ever had a, a quail's egg, no. but surely they're just the same as a normal egg, and a normal egg's bigger and cheaper. Yeah, they're tiny. I remember at uni, my friend brought some quail's eggs because they, um, mm. like, they were reduced at the end of the day. Um and yeah. he came back and made tiny fried eggs with them. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, they were disgusting, apparently. Oh, were yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's because they were a bit off. It might have been, or just because they were yeah. quails. But it's a bit, the kind of a bit, point, a bit pointless, I reckon. Um, right, okay. I think you can do, like, mini scotch eggs with them, and I'd probably have a go at that. I'd try one of them, maybe. Yeah. Um... I think making any kind of miniature food, I like the idea of Ed's mini breakfast. Yes. I think that would be quite fun Yeah. to see with a quail's egg. Um, getting into the episode yep. then, before, um, even before they started on the menu, Victoria was talking about how she brings a sandwich to a dinner party um, yep. and then will quite frequently go to the toilet and eat yep. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, that's, uh, I've, I've, I've been to like restaurants or these types of situations where 
a sandwich in a bag is is probably ideal. Um, but I never thought someone like her would do. No, that. I think this is the first glimpse of a hidden personality that we see. That she's a secret yeah. sandwich stasher um, who doesn't trust <laughs> other people's cooking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, would you do that at all, ever? I think I, th- I think so, and I think if it was a dinner party where you knew what you were having, mm. if it was like if you went to a dinner party or something, and or even like a if if someone had bought like a restaurant and it was a seafood restaurant, yeah, and everyone was on board except you, and you don't want to be that guy, I would probably head out maybe half an hour earlier and either pick up a McDonald's on the way. Mm. Or maybe if I had a little bag or a blazer or a coat, I would pop a little sandwich square into a pocket and and maybe have that at some yeah. point. I think the only time I'd probably do it is if we were invited to vegan friend's house for dinner and we <laughs> okay, yeah. knew they probably couldn't cook. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that'd be probably the only time. I think... Would it, would it be a sandwich though, or would you go for something else? Um, I don't know. I mean, if it was that scenario, I'd probably. Oh, I don't actually. I was going to say I'd probably take a pepperoni, but then that's quite smelly. So if you went <laughs> off and had a pepperoni and then came back, then you, you would just stink of pepperoni, um, and you'd yeah, give the game yeah. away. So yeah, yeah, maybe a sandwich is better, like a cheese sandwich. Um, yeah. Yeah possibly or yeah maybe i think it might be more the case that we just kind of deal with it and then get Mackie d's on the way back yeah but i think um if i was going to a vegan friends if i was in your scenario going to a vegan friends yeah. house, i wouldn't take a sandwich I, i'd want to be a little bit naughty and probably take some cocktail sausages loose in the pocket okay yeah definitely um and then i couldn't because of a cocktail sausage you can pretend <laughs> to maybe cough and maybe you'd slip a little cocktail sausage into your mouth, yeah. and you could, you know, I think that's a good way to consume, consume something like that. Yeah. Have you ever done a reverse one of them where you've had really horrible food that you've put into a hanky and like put into your pocket or put, got had Amy to put into a handbag? Yeah. 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 Um, a few times actually, we we've done it. I've talked about the steak tartare oh, that right, I've had yeah. in Paris. Yeah did that that was you know that was served with a side of bread and i i took the dough out the bread and filled the bread with cold raw (laughs) steak um and then filled napkins filled you know tried to mix it into the drink (laughs) put some in amy's handbag put some in pockets and i think i did that with some (laughs) the last time i did it was with white bait actually okay because I, I ordered white bait as a starter thinking, oh, man. oh, it's just some nice white fish. And then it arrived and it's these like deep fried little little poor buggers. Yeah. And the idea is that you just eat the whole thing. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. And so it was a case of like, I was like, I'm going to have like two or three just to seem polite, but the rest just need to disappear. Yeah. <laughs> but what happened was they went into like Amy's handbag and again it went into pockets and stuff. But then I had the three and I was like, hmm. It's quite nice, actually. <laughs> so then, so then Amy's then getting them out of the handbag and like feeding okay, us again. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, they were all right. They were okay. Have you had to do that recently? Um, the last time I can remember is, and I'm kind of ashamed to admit it in a way because it's, it's um, at that that sushi place that we went to that we really loved. Um, they yeah. had a, st- a strict no wastage policy, um, and right, anything okay. you wasted, they would charge you a, a pound per piece. Um, and mm-hmm. I ordered um, some salmon with cream cheese sushi because <laughs> right, I thought yeah. I'll give that a try and I thought Rachel would have some and yeah. I, I looked at the picture and I thought well they look manageable and you know but they came and they were huge and Rachel yeah. they had like weird green stuff on as well like like okay. I want to say it's like Angelica which is like kind of green jelly sort of it was like little jelly balls and it, it was very mm-hmm. weird um, Rachel didn't mm-hmm. want it. I tried a bite of it and I was like, oh, it's not for me that. So there was like two and a half there. So yeah. obviously I didn't really want to pay for the wastage because I was like, that's like three yeah, pounds yeah. that I'd have to pay just because they've made, yeah, of course, they've made yeah. it too big and put weird green shit on it. And yeah. so I, I, I popped one in my mouth, um, yeah. one and a half in a napkin um carried them off to the toilet and uh (laughs) deposited them in the toilet and uh happy days three pound picture water um victoria chose tap she says that sparkling tastes like the devil's jism i don't know how she must know that but obviously no she must know. Um, but I've, I think that's a bit of an unfair assessment of sparkling water. Yeah, I think probably. But I, I get the, the point that why she doesn't like, like it that much. Um, yeah, there, there's some sort of discussion about what the devil's jism would actually taste like, wasn't there? Because Ed said it mm. would probably taste spicy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although there's, there's like, it might be like ginger beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think ginger beer is a yeah, good shout. I don't know. I think this is a, this just opens up a, a a debate that doesn't really belong on the podcast. But what what, what do you feel the devil's jism would taste like? Um, I think because I think um, I think the devil's piss will probably taste like ginger okay. beer. So I'd probably say the the devil's jism is probably um, it's, pro- it's probably like a uh, a cocktail, but an, a frothy egg-based cocktail. Okay. I'm just trying to think of the consistency and the look of the jism, because, um, and it would probably it would probably be quite spicy. Mm. Um, there would probably be some maybe pineapple in there oh, as well. Okay. Um, um, and yeah, like a spicy pineapple. Egg-based cocktail. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, well, this is where it becomes difficult, and maybe this isn't right for this podcast. But I, it depends what you view the devil as. I would say, um, yeah. if you view him as the um, sort of middle-aged sort of interpretation that's depicted in art of a, a man in red with horns and a tail and a pitchfork, mm-hmm. then um, I think maybe that's 
Um, yeah, I think that leads you one direction, but then if you um, believe that is um, Lucifer, the, the fallen angel, then is it would it just mm-hmm. taste like angel jism? Yeah. Or, you know, are we taking the devil or Satan as a metaphysical concept, which is actually part of yourself? In which case, it just tastes like your jism. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if Anthony Cook's available <laughs> to give his insight he is, on it he at is. all. Um, Anthony okay. Cook, are you here, Anthony? Yes, I'm here. I'm here with the answers. This, do you think that the devil is the same as Satan? Yeah, let's. Yeah, I think let's keep it broadly simple okay. and just say that you know, in this in this scenario, the devil so, is Satan. Um, okay, does that help at all, Anthony? Yes. So the Satan is a concept that is first in the Bible, in the scriptures, in the Book of Job. The what? The Book of <laughs> Job. Book of Job. Yes. And it is basically a lawyer. Oh, is it? A lawyer? Yes. It is like an accusatory <laughs> lawyer who puts Jove on trial. Okay. So, okay. Um, what, what does that mean in terms of jism? I think it means <laughs> that um, it hardly tastes a bit like um, cream cheese. Cream cheese. Okay. With chives in cream cheese and chives okay that yeah, sounds nice. yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds good I mean I don't really know how you've got that all men's jism tastes nice what you can't say that Anthony <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can't be advocating okay, you can't Anthony. be advocating that kind of thing um, no matter how how true you believe that is but um Okay, we'll just we'll just say goodbye to you now. I think, probably Anthony. Okay, bye then. See you yeah. next time. Thanks, bye. Anthony. All right, bye, um, bye, it's bye, a bit bye. Weird, isn't it? Papadoms or bread? Um, uh, Victoria chose a warm. White, uh, a warm wholemeal bread roll with raisins in it. Um, she, uh, on top of that, she also she talked about her love of eating butter mm. straight from the pack. Yeah. Um, which we've talked about before is apparently something that I did yeah. as a child, but I don't recall it. And and the fact that she does this made me recoil a little bit. I find it pretty disgusting, yeah. but. Um, but the bread choice, then, what do you reckon? I don't to know, that? it just sounded a bit. Is that a thing? Wholemeal bread with raisins? <laughs> I have no, no idea. I mean, it made me think of, like, oh, that sounds like a hot cross bun. And I think. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, oh, actually, yeah. that'd be quite a nice bread choice, a hot cross bun. Um, yeah. But she didn't yeah. say it was a hot cross bun, it was just raisins with wholemeal bread. And wholemeal bread as well, it's not. I don't think that's the best choice for raisins. Raisin bread, but um, no, no, no. but I think uh, James and Ed were being really polite yeah. during this section. Yeah. Um, that they obviously, you know, it's a weird choice, but they kind of thought, oh, okay. 
um, if they knew what was going to happen after that, then I think they would have been a bit more critical yeah. of this. Yeah, well, I think at the end they kind of, well, James was kind of scared. You think of the whole thing. <laughs> but um yeah um i think that's probably all right i guess and in, in a yeah, way it's yeah. red it's got raisins with it mm-hmm. butter mm-hmm. can't go you can put butter in anything really and make it better so i'd probably go yeah yeah well that's that's a good t- tip actually I, i've a chef once told me that the secrets to good food is constant seasoning and cook everything in butter. Oh, right. Which chef was that? So, uh, it was a chef that we were staying with in Canada. um, And I've tested out that theory by doing cooking... And it's like every stage of the cooking process, season, Mm. um, and and use... And typically use more butter to fry... Yeah. things in which i've tried and yeah it does yeah. make a difference everything's more delicious yeah and better. i think that's quite good for just making toast as well so you'd butter it yeah. and season it and that, yeah. and that uh, marries up to my uh my character of toast bay <laughs> where i'd butter the toast <laughs> yeah, generously yeah. and then <laughs> sprinkle salt on it and then slice it and feed yes. it to my customers um but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye out for my restaurant, the toast restaurant. How how much would you how much would you charge for Toast Bay, knowing that Salt Bay charges a thousand dollars for his gold and steak? I mean, if I did toast in gold, that'd be probably about similar price. Yeah. Maybe not as much, maybe like nine hundred dollars, because like toast toast is cheaper <laughs> yeah, than yeah. steak, but gold is kind of standard yeah. price, isn't it? Um. I mean, if I had a yeah, toast restaurant yeah. where I was selling big, chunky door, doorstop toast <laughs> with loads of butter on and salt sprinkled on it um, for my fair hand, then mm-hmm. I'd probably charge a tenner. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, that's, I think that's, a, well, that's the plan anyway. What's your starter? Answer me. What's your starter? Answer me. Cool. So, um, so the starter, Victoria chose an avocado, um, which it was it was initially just going to be an avocado, and I think in the last minute she made it, um, added a vinaigrette yeah. with it. Um, man, this is just we've talked about avocado yeah. in the yeah, past, being a bit of a a pointless ingredient. Yeah. Um, again, I I don't mind it smushed up with kind of um, again seasoned heavily with salt and pepper and maybe some garlic and chili flakes and that's that's when it's delicious. But an avocado on its own, no. Dan, that's there's not much going on there. No, there? no, it's not good. And I think her dad was right that to be disappointed on her. <laughs> when when she used to pick that at a restaurant, it's just I don't get a logic about like why would you go to a restaurant and have something different? You'd have something you know uh, what you like and that you could have at home. That's well, defeats the point completely of a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Why would you go anywhere? Yeah. Though? Well, she doesn't go anywhere. Clearly, as as this episode I know. shows, but. Um, <laughs> And if she does go anywhere, she takes a sandwich with her. 
So, um, <laughs> no, sorry, avocado with vinaigrette, no, no. Yeah, I think amongst the worst starters yeah. there. Um, and and I think um, does that come close to whatever Phil Wang's was? Because I remember that being pretty disgusting. But yeah, oh man, what a disappointment. Yeah, it's, it's not good, and uh, I don't want to talk about it any further. Yeah. <laughs> So the main course Victoria chose was um, probably the most infamous course, I think, in any of these episodes, was the Ploughman's yeah. Lunch. Um, I'll just run through the specifics of it. So she wants a mature cheddar yeah. in Stilton, no salary. Um, she wants warm, big chunks of triangle cut bread, a nutty brown and a flour mm. white. She wants grapes, apple, and Branston. And did I say no, no salary? salary? And l later on, she no said she'll have a pickled onion on it as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, I agree with the fact that... I agree with some aspects of this, Dan, that you can have a ploughman's and it just be, like, really good. And it's exactly what you need. And I think when Ed was trying to explain, yeah, maybe after a long walk, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But that was quickly shot down that, that the walk yeah, should be included yeah. as part of this. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. Oh, man. what a, it's, a, it's a bizarre I one. mean, basically, it's, it's just a deconstructed sandwich, a ploughman's lunch, isn't it? And yeah, she said that yeah. she wants to take a sandwich to friends houses when she <laughs> when she goes for a meal just in case and now she's having basically a, a deconstructed sandwich um i mean a basic yeah. almonds isn't that great really so it's just like what she's no, described it's no. a cheese sandwich deconstructed it's got some apples and yeah. grapes on the side and you'd have the pickle yeah. on the sandwich so it's i mean how you yeah when you're eating a plowman's i mean We've kind of done it at home just as a thing where we put more things on it. We put like pork pies on it as well and like oh, some yeah. cold beets yeah. just to make it a bit more interesting. And you can, then mm -hmm. you can like match up, oh, we'll have a bit of bread with some cheese. I'll have a bit of bread with some meat. I'll have yeah, a bit yeah. of bread with some cheese and meat. I'll have yeah. a bit of bread with on its yeah. own. I'll have a bit of apple with cheese. I'll have a grape with some meat. And you can kind of mix it up a bit, can't yeah. you? And, um, yeah, with yeah. this selection, though, you can't. Well, how are you? How, how are you <laughs> like mixing things up? Yeah, it's a it's a poor selection. Like the fact that she's chosen just two varieties yeah. of cheese. Like you, you, you could have unlimited. You could have like a a good platter of different cheeses, but and even that's a little bit of variety. You know, part of the joy of a plowman's or even just a cheese board is like you can have five or six different ones, and you get. A different taste also you're right you can have meats yep. in there which add a bit of variety you can have some cold pastry goods you could have a side yep. salad yep. as well um there's and like you know coleslaw mm. you could even have and there's so much stuff that you could have on it the fact that she's just chosen like even like the fruit i i have a problem with fruit on like a cheese board or a plowman's because i don't think it belongs okay. there i don't think grapes or apple 
really conscious. I, I just it all boils down to to me having a bit of a problem with um, fruit combined with savory. Okay. Um, and and I think I think it just doesn't belong there. But I think that's for a day. I think there's there's more than that wrong yeah. with this main course that it's not worth getting no. into that today. And I mean, this is probably the first time that we really see James's true anger towards a meal, isn't it? Really, <laughs> and it's just like uh, yeah. quite enjoyable. <laughs> I think to uh, see him trying to hold yeah, it in because I think yeah. it's like genuine as well, isn't it? It's not like he's putting it on. He's you can tell he's trying to hold it in, and it's just I, I quite enjoy the fact <laughs> he just gets so angry about it. Um, yeah, and I think rightly so because you know if you're in the dream restaurant, you're not going to have a a plowman's lunch. Surely, mm-hmm. it's not. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. even say it's a meal. It's like a pic. It's a picnic thing, no, or like no. a, you know, it's mm-hmm. a, a snacky thing or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the fact that it was invented by yeah. the cheese marketing board just makes it even worse. It's like a, a, a corp. It's like a corporate <laughs> invention that you are saying is like the best meal. Yeah. It's just like no, you know, it's just because. Even even like the name Plowman's and the fact that it's a very English um, uh, type yeah. of food, having a Plowman's and and th- when I picture it, it's always in like a country pub that's probably about three hundred years old, and you're sat outside yeah. on a summer's day. And I think that there is this little bit of element of like this is quite a you know this is part of our heritage having a plowman's but the fact that that's taken away and it was just a marketing ploy yeah. from the 60s just adds to the disappointment I think, I think that makes it worse it. than I think that's like the worst kind of meal because it's at least if you could give for Mackie D's I know that's a corporation but at least they're being honest of like well mm. we're selling this it seems like underhand that the cheese marketing board would be like trying to oh we need to sell more <laughs> cheese let's invent like a, a, a meal that we can sell cheese by and yeah, try and yeah. try and trick people into eating more cheese. It's just like make yeah. better cheese if you want people to eat more cheese. Don't invent a meal. Try and make a thing of it and then have that on yeah, a podcast don't... in like sixty, seventy years time. It's it it's it, it it it. Do you know what? It's similar to the roast potato situation that that we talked about quite a few episodes yeah. ago, where and it, and it's like. For me, a roast potato is a bit of an yeah. institution. It's you know, it's something that's been around, I reckon, for hundreds of years, and I can imagine kings and yeah. queens eating roast potatoes. But then you had the argument that Jamie Oliver <laughs> it invented wasn't, it was, the roast it was potato. A specific type. But it, it was. I know it wasn't that, but it was like the the fluffing up of a roast potato was invented in two, in the early two thousands yeah. by Jamie Oliver. Um, well, it was <laughs> first off, but. I think I yeah. If you found out that roast potatoes were actually invented in 1950s by the potato marketing board to try and sell more potatoes, then you would <laughs> you'd feel just like oh come on, that's just taking all the joy out of roast potatoes. And I don't know if the cheese marketing board is still a thing, but um, if they are, then they should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, the milk marketing board. I'm not sure if they are still active. Um, it was established yeah. in 1933, 
I mean, they have a lot to. They've, they've had a lot of. Uh, if you think about it, milk is like a thing that has been marketed quite a lot. Yeah. So you have yeah. the old uh, the adverts where. Oh yeah. Like the classic, e milk. What's that? It's what Ian Rush drinks. <laughs> remember that from the from the eighties. Um, you that. probably should uh, type look on YouTube. It's right. um, Ian Rush milk advert, and they they were trying to popularise okay. milk through okay. the footballer Ian Rush. Um, yeah, it just seems a bit, you know. But it worked, it did, though, didn't, didn't it? Didn't, right. Well, it did, yeah. It did because you know. But it did work, but milk. now everyone's saying you shouldn't eat dairy or drink dairy because it's cruel on animals. Yeah, yeah. And that makes me think that the milk marketing board are an evil corporation who want to see the suffering of cows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only yeah. assume that is the case because of what they've done. Um, you know, this uh, not just to do with milk, but yeah. to do with the plowmen. Yeah, exactly. I think every aspect of the milk and dairy industry should be, yeah. come under scrutiny because of the way they've behaved over the last, what, yeah. 90 years since exactly. they originated? And they've pushed that. Yeah. They've known that cows are distressed because of milk, but yet they've tried to make milk acceptable in society. Yeah. And now we've learned that milk is wrong um, through vegans. Vegans have yeah. told us this and shown us this. Uh, but now we're addicted. We're all, yeah. we're all addicted to milk. And like, the milk people are all yeah. rubbing their hands, laughing, laughing at the cows mm-hmm. being milked. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, tears like crying because like she knows what the truth of it as well. From t- from yeah, Tia yeah, Maria, yeah. From yeah. early one in the book. <laughs> from early one. Tia, you remember Tia? She's all upset yeah. and like the milk board are just laughing at her. Yeah. <laughs> we made you yeah. all drink milk. Yeah. But saying that, Dan, um, would you have a milkshake pie that James oh, yeah, mentioned? I would actually. And also, I should, um, as we've discussed earlier, our TV idea with Selassie from Bake Off was kind of milk heavy. Um, so we might have to oh, rethink yeah, that right. now yeah, because yeah. that involved a lot of milking of cows in different places around the country. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure that yeah. the milk marketing board heard that episode and were like, "Ah, we've got them now. Let's push it." Um, yeah. So if if that does happen yeah. now, I feel I'd, I'd be sort of a bit conflicted about what to do because on one hand I want to make the program, but on the other hand I kind of really hate yeah. the milk marketing board now. So. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think it adds a bit of sensitivity to the the whole premise though doesn't it you know it's that it is a battle a moral battle that we're facing when we're we're about to squeeze the orders of a cow to squirt yeah. over Selassie <laughs> um, that, that it's not a decision taken lightly even though we're going to enjoy yeah. it immensely it's not something that that we're we're happy to just do <laughs> that a lot of thought has gone into it and and although we hate the milk marketing board um, yeah. With all our hearts, it does it outweigh <laughs> seeing Selassie's face <coughs> covered in fresh udder's no, milk, and yeah, that's a difficult one to answer. But I think I think Selassie's face <laughs> comes out on top. Well, I was just thinking if, if we maybe well, after we've done all that, if we apologise to the cow, 
and then we at the end of the program yeah, we make yeah. a serious disclaimer saying that you shouldn't drink milk um due to the i mean also i should probably yeah. say that when we're doing this the cows are loving it they're like in on it they're enjoying the fun yeah. of being like milked and sort of having a milk fight yeah they're loving it they're all mm-hmm. getting involved it's not like a degrading <laughs> yeah. thing where we're putting them in a pen and like making them be milked by a machine yeah we're you know enjoying the cows yeah. they're having a laugh and and also, Dan, I think I think it's probably worth having someone from the milk marketing board at that event um, because they'll probably be a bit upset that we're yeah, not yeah, consuming exactly. the milk. Uh, so, and yeah, so we, if we don't consume the milk as well, that's probably good. And then at the end, we'll say milk is only for fun purposes and you shouldn't drink it um, because the milk marketing board <laughs> yeah. are evil. And we'll have a cow maybe say something as well. I was going to say, this is totally off topic, so um, apologies, but did you ever see... Um... <laughs> well, this is going to be totally <laughs> yeah. off topic, Dan, what did you're you ever about see to say. The <laughs> right, pilot okay. of Eddie Izzard's <laughs> sitcom called Cows. It is, <laughs> no. it is um... the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it's like people dressed up in like cow costumes i forget who's in it now kevin eldon's in it um but there's a really weird like cow prosthetic makeup um so you can see it on youtube and it is it's it's quite disturbing um but maybe (laughs) we have one of those outfits from uh as they were obviously produced for the pilot so we'll probably go into bbc storage and get one of those cows we can all dress up as disturbing cows and tell people not to yeah, yeah. drink the milk. But um, yeah, if, you, if you're looking for a half hour of okay. being scared and shocked, then look that up. Right, okay. I'm, I'm going I'm mm-hmm. to definitely watch that. That sounds... And also, not funny at all. <laughs> no, not funny, just mainly disturbing. Okay. <laughs> Side. What do you want for your side? Okay, so for side, um, Victoria chose a cucumber salad. It's a pickled cucumber um, in sweet and sour sauce. Again, I, I feel like it's too far gone that if this was any, anyone else's menu, I'd go, hmm, maybe that's quite interesting and different and nice. But because it's part of Victoria's um, abomination of a menu, it just sounds pretty lazy and yeah. a bit disgusting. I mean, it's not the nice a nice thing to have a ploughman's. Even if, like, you have a ploughman's, I mean, yeah, you don't get yeah. this as part of a ploughman's, I don't think, but bag of crisps. <gasps> yeah, a bag of crisps, yeah. Yeah. You know, she oh, talked man. about chips. She talked about having chips, and, like, yeah. everyone picks chips, and that's boring, but, you know, just have a bag of, bag of crisps. Just a bag of kettle chips or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really good. Oh, like, man. You know, like yeah, that's what she should have so, gone for. If she's if she's uh, keeping on theme with a, a terrible cold menu, yeah, at least make it a decent side and have a bag of crisps. Which I I think the drink maybe is a little bit of an improvement. Yeah. Um, so Victoria chose a salted caramel martini, mm. um, which she believed was um, vodka with some salt and sugar, amongst other things. 
It sounds sounds okay. I don't mind salted caramel. Yeah, yeah, I think it's quite nice. Um, yeah. Do you know when salted caramel was invented? Um, I I probably reckon it was quite recent. Maybe maybe the early early turn of the millennium. Oh no, it was 1977, I think. Was it? Who invented yeah. it? It was the Salted Caramel Marketing Board. <laughs> no, but at, was, least um, they d- at least they didn't sell it as, um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, a, a, a bootmaker's a bootmaker's cocktail or something. Thinking, oh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna drink the drink of what what the old bootmakers used to make. And they didn't get in which to advertise it either. <laughs> no, they did not. You know, Salted Caramel sells itself. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was created by a French chef, and then it became popular in the two thousands. Uh, um, right, okay. I mean, salted caramel's a pretty amazing thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. And like, uh, the salt does really add something to it. It does. And it really does. I, I kind of want to have a salted caramel martini. I think that sounds really nice. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. it's like. I think well, I looked it up because I thought, wondered how you made it, and it is Bailey's mm-hmm. with caramel or salted caramel sort of syrup mm-hmm. and something else, maybe vodka as well, I guess. But yeah, it was yeah, like but... Bailey's was the main thing going on there. Yeah, yeah. So I think like Bailey's works in a cocktail like that pretty well. Did you say? Yeah, after, yeah. After. I, th- I think I, I I agree. I think um, you know I was pretty harsh on on Bailey's earlier in the earlier in the podcast, and I think I'm already willing to apologise for that. Yeah. Um, um, knowing that it's probably not their fault, and it's the milk marketing board's fault. Yeah, I was just um, thinking they're probably behind it with yeah, Bailey's being so, cream based. Yeah, yeah. I think Bailey's have probably been pushed into a corner regarding their drinks. And and as yeah. of Tia Maria, you know, the, <laughs> I, I don't think it's Maria saying that you can't have a non-milk version. I think it's the milk marketing board saying, if you dare make an oat version of your drink, yeah. we're going to, you know, we're going to shut we'll, you down. We're going to crush it all like the mafia. And they're like, you've got to use this milk or we're going to crush you we're gonna take you where the sun don't shine sun (laughs) yeah yeah so i apologize to bailey's i apologize to bailey's and i i hate the milk marketing board even more now but yeah bailey's in this cocktail sounds pretty good and i'm yeah it does sound very good um yeah and i would say if you're gonna make one of them at home then there's almond milk baileys available Screw the milk marketing board. <laughs> the dessert is rice pudding um, with with cinnamon and sugar. Yeah. Um, Victoria wants Vic, uh, Victoria wants butter in the dish and milk, um, and it all came from the the idea that she likes creamy desserts, but uh, desserts without cream, yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, and and specifically, it's tinned ambrosia rice pudding as well. Well, she said that, and then she said that it was going to be her mother's 
That's right. Yeah, she ultimately, chose her mo- she chose her which mom's. is nicer because she's she sort of like poured scorn on the idea of having a tinned one when her mother's was available. Do, do you know what, Dan? I, I when she when she initially said it, I was just like, that is a really bad dessert. But when she talked about it, <clears throat> and she talked about um, her brother's friend Ad- Adam Rosen, who came round <laughs> for tea and asked for jam, and her mom said no. Yeah. And that reminded yes. me that um, I I I haven't had I I haven't had rice pudding for years, but whenever I did, I would dollop some vanilla ice cream in it, and that was like really good. Oh yeah, I remember and, that now. And and do you know what? And it reminded me. It took oh, me all man. the way back to those meals that we had when we were young, including the chicken and white sauce. And yes. I then felt quite reminiscent, and I thought, "Oh man, I really want rice pudding with a dollop of vanilla ice cream." Oh man, I'd forgotten completely <laughs> about the vanilla ice cream, and that was the best thing. She got the the hot and the cold, and then the hot the ice, and the cold. The yeah. ice cream melts and makes it even yeah. more, dare I say it, creamy and milky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh man. Curse you, milk marketing mod, for making us eat ice cream <laughs> and rice pudding this way. I was going to say, have you ever had? Um, this is kind of related because they talk about porridge and it's quite similar to rice pudding, isn't it? But yeah. have you ever had? And this might work with rice pudding as well. But have you ever had Nutella in porridge? No, I, oh, do you know what? I have actually, and for me, it didn't work. It was too like claggy. Um, uh, did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. It just turned all the porridge like hazelnut chocolatey and like yeah. that was a good day that was a good day maybe i'll try it you, again. You, i'll try it again you you like your porridge quite stiff don't you though i <laughs> yes yeah so if, if if you try and put the tallow into that it's probably doesn't really mix very well <laughs> yeah that was my problem i think that's so why I think it I, turned out quite claggy i've quite i've been quite shocked by your porridge um decisions or just seeing you eat shocked. porridge, it's quite doughy, and like you can kind shocked of as a, shocked as a strong word. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's almost like flapjack mixture. It's not it's loose. No, it no. is. I've seen you, and you kind of like sort of. <laughs> it is like a dough, and you kind of. I've seen you sort of with a spoon, yeah. sort of like stirring it around, and sort of. Uh, it looks very thick. Um, I, I I've definitely seen you eat porridge like this. I think you're over-exaggerating the dryness. Now, there is still liquid in there, and it's... It is... (laughs) See, I think that's right, though. Otherwise, what are you having, like, watery porridge? No, it's just loose. (laughs) Yeah, for me, that's too wet. Your porridge, you can probably eat it with a knife and fork. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the right. That's the consistency we're talking about. Whereas my porridge, you could probably eat some of it with a, a knife and fork, but you, you wouldn't be able to cut it like you can with yours. Yeah. And the spoon is like better. I I think I could probably stand on my porridge. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, good good luck to you. That's what I say. Good luck to you. And... <laughs> So that was the off menu um, of Victoria Cora Mitchell. As I said, it's it's one of those that's always stuck in my head and many others. Yeah. Um, ever since it went out all those years ago. 
If you had to grade it down, what do you reckon? Uh, it's a fail. It's a, it's a fail for me, I'm afraid, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw that coming, I think. I think, um, on reflection, Dan, and I, you know, the menu started really badly mm. and continued, but then I think in the final, like, the salted caramel martini kind of turned it for me, and then the rice pudding, although initially disappointed, as soon as I pictured rice pudding with ice cream, I, I it kind of salvaged itself a little bit, and... It's still a terrible menu, but it's it's okay. But she didn't want anything. She didn't even want cinnamon on the rice pudding. She sort of yeah. said, "Would you would you be happier if there was cinnamon on it?" So she kind yeah, of reluctantly yeah. agreed to that. So would you have the rice pudding on its own if there was no ice cream? Oh, no, no, exactly. No, in, so in in which case it's a terrible menu. Yeah, and I, I think the drink is good, but you can't you can't I can't win the menu round. I'm afraid. For me, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully, Dan, next week we've got Desiree Birch, episode 18, that we're oh, going to talk yeah. through. Um, so hopefully that's a better one, because I feel like we've had a couple of kind of rubbish ones recently. Yeah, we have. But, um, yeah, I look forward to that. We're near the end of the first series, John. We are. We are. Who'd have thought it? Yeah, who would have thought it? We'll see you next week, then, Dan, for the uh, Off Off Menu podcast podcast of Desiree Birch. Yeah, we'll see you then, John, and we'll see you, listener, when we see you. Yes, bye. Bye. Fuck the milk marketing board, bye.